Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank. Dave, good morning, my friend. How are you? It's great to see you. I have to apologize, Dave, first of all, if I sound a little hoarse, if I sound a little hoarse today, it's because I am. I was out celebrating a very good friend's uh, shout out to Mr. Jeff and all his buddies uh his wife's birthday last night so we had a nice uh nice little evening out a soiree you might call it dave a soiree a soiree i like that word how do you spell that s s o no here i'm i'm very good at that kind of thing s o i r e e with a little accent grave how's that for a little french touch there how about that super super good morning sir good morning how you doing up there in lost Angeles. It is yeah, a lost city um, of souls. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Another uh, crazy week in the in the, in the world out there. Uh, thank you for listening to our Rant and Rave podcast. Recording this on the 24th of September in the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, hey, I always like to uh, uh, start off with a L.A. or California blast. Just Absolutely. to give people yeah, yeah. an idea of what we have to contend with up here. And, and, you know, once again, I'm very, very proud of our state. Because yeah. we are leading the way. Hey, yeah. guess what? Up in San Francisco, <laughs> da, 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 we've hit a record. Overdose deaths, three per day now from fentanyl. Three, three per, per day. In San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah San Francisco. Yeah. That sounds a little low, actually, to me, Dave. <laughs> well, they had 20 last Saturday, so I'm like, this, three. Per- hold on. This is three per day from fentanyl. There's other deaths. Oh, okay. Gotcha. This is okay. just from fentanyl. Okay. So, very, very, way to go, San Francisco. The Bay Area, just really yeah. rocking. And for the last. 57 days, 52 of the last 57 days, everybody, gas prices have gone up. So remember when Potato Head, Sleepy Joe, uh, took all of the oil out of the petroleum reserve? Yeah. That was just to to get past the last election. But now, of course, course, he doesn't have that luxury anymore. So gas has been ticking up every day out here in in California. So we are up to about $6.30. I'm sure it's almost at seven, but you go to West Los Angeles, you go to some of the high... You know the the wealthier areas, six fifty a gallon, um, and then you go to like I don't know Texas. It's like it's still like under four dollars a gallon. It just shows yeah. you what the taxes and the regulation do for you out here. That's killer, dude. Absolutely killer. Now it's uh, hey, listen, hey, we got a lot of stuff to get to this week. There's a lot going on. This is a big, big week coming up, Dave. Uh, from a budget perspective, the federal mm-hmm. debt we have what's called leverage right now. Leverage that is the posse yeah, just, out there. We have leverage and we have to use it. Right? Friday's the de- I think it's the budget deadline for the federal government. Um, we can slow this down. No more omnibuses. No more CRs. And by the way, I was at this dinner last night, and a lot of very smart beat guys at this dinner. And he's, one of them was like, "What's an omnibus? What's a CR?" So sometimes you have to slow down, take time to explain things. These omnibus bills are all-encompassing bills that fund the government in lock, stock, and barrel without any any programmatic level assessments or cuts. And a continuing resolution, CR, basically just means they kick the can down the road and do that all the time. And what our side's fighting for are these programmatic level cuts. Look at defense. Look at uh, education. Look at all these different areas. Because that's the, the – here, let me simplify it for fo- folks out there. The government takes in about $5 trillion in revenue, okay? So $5 trillion coming into your pockets on a yearly basis. We're now in a situation where we have a structural – Two trillion dollar deficit because of the out of control Biden spending. So seven trillion in projected spending. So let's do the math, Dave. Five trillion coming in, seven trillion going out. That's two trillion dollars a year in projected in deficits, and we're already thirty three trillion in debt. So it doesn't take it. That's the reason Trump's up ten points in the latest ABC poll against Biden. This is an ABC poll, Dave. Not even a. This is not Gateway yeah. Pundit. It's not Breitbart. This is not far right stuff. This this is ABC. He's up ten. Points, Dave, in the last poll. 
I love it. Yeah, that that was kind of shocking, and I'm I'm sure the uh, the leftist brains are melting seeing that they're uh, in meltdown. As you said, it's an ABC. But we're not talking yeah. Newsmax or anything no. else. It's total meltdown they're in right now. Total and, and, and complete and for, meltdown, and for good reason because uh, of course it's the poor that get hurt the most with the high gas prices when eggs are four you know four or five dollars a, yeah. a dozen. Um, we need people with a spine out there. Matt Gates has been really very fantastic. Good about this. He's and been that's great. What we need is good, clear, strong communicators like Matt Gates, basically yeah. saying, "Hey, everything needs to be separated. We need transparency. You can't just yeah. lump everything together." Yeah. We still got uh, very weak Kevin McCarthy leading the way. Oh, should we put in three hundred million dollars to Ukraine? No, let's take it out. Let's put it in. Let's take it out. He's been. We his time is the clock's ticking for him. Yeah, look, as Speaker McCarthy, I said this to one of my buddies at dinner last night. If McCarthy needs fifteen or twenty votes from Hakeem. Jeffries, the minority Democratic <laughs> leader. Sorry, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Right. So Hakeem, just to make sure I say it correctly, I don't. I don't want to disrespect his family. So, um, so if if they need fifteen or twenty votes from the Democratic side of the aisle to get this thing, this CR passed, and even some of the moderate conservatives are saying, "Oh, let's just do a a January first CR. Give us like another sixty days, dudes. You've had six months. Yeah. Why this? This is this is total gamesmanship. This happens every single time. They've not." Passed a proper budget in a, in a ton of years on both sides of the aisle because they leave things to the last week. They do the brinksmanship stuff, and then they like, oh, let's just CR it, CR it, CR it, and there's no program. And what's the ultimate net result of that? Two trillion dollars in structural in a what's called a structural deficit. And what that means is that you can't just sort of go in and cut a little bit. We have to take like a butcher knife to stuff at this point. Now, this is that we're in this yeah. situation where a butcher knife needs to come in and, and fillet this thing. And of course, uh, if we actually dare to talk about, we're going to, you know, shut down the government, hammer this yeah. out. Then you, with the, whatever, yeah. Then you get Schumer and all the rest of the, the his gang up there right. crying, crying. It's the same old story: taking out the violin and cry me a river. Totally. Oh my God! Look at they're just going to hurt poor people, and yeah, and the government's going to be shut down. Of course, they always get. Well, back as we paid. covered on the last I mean, show last ridiculous. week, Dave. I mean, we totally talked about this. Shutting down the government's a very good thing. Everything that's essential for government, defense, etc., that all keeps working. Folks need to understand. Yeah. That so let me just get this straight. The explanation. Is, so if you're a, if you're an entity uh, taking in five trillion and pushing out seven trillion, I think shutting it down for a while makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I think will be things would run probably even better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, just a couple of uh, since we're talking politics and Trump polls and stuff like that. Um, these little things slip in. I just got to announce it because and I'll take anything positive about how our next election is going to work out because. We have not been seen the necessary adjustments to make sure we have a fair election. I mean, we right. got a long way right. to go, especially long in the swing state. So here's one yeah. state that's actually really making things happen, and it's definitely a state that we should. That's definitely reddish, Wisconsin. Okay. So two big things came down. Number one, yep. They uh, introduced uh, the the Republicans in Wisconsin introduced 15 articles of, of impeachment oh, yeah, of the, against the elections administrator. His name, her name is Megan Wolf, a big lefty. Yeah. So basically forcing her out because she yeah. uh, it's there's so obvious blatant uh, theft going yeah. on in that about the uh, not having the right signatures and so on. So she's going to be out the door. And the other great thing is they just voted to ban absentee ballot drop boxes. That is uh, amazing. That just hit uh, this morning. Yeah. So good for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Every yeah. state should follow this lead. And maybe yeah. it will actually lead to other states saying, hey, look what Wisconsin did. 
we can do it too. That's that was great. Oh, huge! I mean, if we can get rid of mail-in ballots and drop boxes, that would be a very big step. To, I mean, that, that's exactly how they cheat, right? And we know they shut down. They shut down the counting on the night of the election at eleven fifteen. Trump was up in seven states by anywhere from five to fifteen points. Uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. And why did they shut everything down? Because they had to figure out how much to actually pu- pull in from all the drop boxes, all the mail-in ballots. And they were all uniform. And that's that's why they use that strategy. It's it's very simple. It's a great cheating and, and strategy. Should, should we actually, oh, I don't know, have them have people show an actual authentic ID, a photo ID, Frank? Heaven forbid, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're producing them for the illegals that are coming into the country, but they can't. <laughs> yeah, they get, use, yeah. But they can't use them for voter identification, just for traveling, uh, you know, on Southwest oh, or whatever I, it is. I saw that my head was dropped. Yeah, we want to now start giving photo IDs oh, yeah. to illegals, yeah. allowing them so they'll eventually get driver's licenses, and then they can vote. That's just and the, they can vote. yeah. So Pennsylvania, for example, the Pennsylvania left wing governor said last week, I, as soon as you get a driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote. That's well, it. they give away free, they give away driver's licenses to illegals after they get this. Department of Homeland Security ID card. They use that card to get the driver's license in left-wing states, and then guess what? They're on the voter rolls. So folks wonder, oh, how do the illegals come in and vote? Well, I just explained it to you. That's exactly how it does. And Dave, i got to tell you this just on this uh, particular topic. Since you mentioned the words slip in, speaking of slipping in, Customs and Border Patrol and Department of Homeland Security released late Friday, last as they always do, the, the 11th hour on Friday, to drop the updated numbers for the regime-sponsored invasion of the United States. Basically, it's a treasonous invasion. So far, Dave, since uh, Biden's taken over, here's the headline numbers. 7.6 million illegal aliens have crossed in. That includes 249 terrorists on the terror watch list and 18,359 Chinese Communist nationals. That's just since January. Dave, if that's not an invasion, I don't know what is. Hey, I'm going to call this World War Three, and it's not going to, you know, the, the days of thinking, oh, it's going to be uh, two countries all putting on their nice little uniforms and fighting it out in a battlefield. Those, that's not what's, yeah, yeah. That, that will never happen no, again. No. When you take a look at the invade, the invasion numbers. Yeah. Uh, military aged men, 90% military aged men, both here, Western Europe. You see what's going on in Italy right now. Right. That, hey, that, that looks like warfare to me. Yeah. I, I don't know what you, what you want to call it. I mean, people yeah. are dying. Thousands of people are dying because yeah. of the drugs they're bringing in yeah. uh, and so on. Uh, no, it's a, great, it's a great point, Dave. This, the, the old school, two little G.I. Joe types on the battlefield fighting it out kinetically, that type of war is over. That, some of that may happen with when Taiwan ta- Taiwan, ta- China tries to take Taiwan, but notwithstanding, that there's actually a great book out came out from two former PLA People's Liberation Army colonels who used to serve under Mao. It's called Asymmetrical Warfare. And ever since uh, Mao came to power and the su- subsequent regimes and Chinese Communist Party, that is exactly how they've been fighting the United States. We have been at war with the CCP. Uh, they call it asymmetrical warfare, meaning technology, media, elections, immigration, fentanyl. They produce 70 to 80 percent of our precursors for all of our pharmaceutical drugs. Dave, I'm not sure if you read about this. Apparently, well, not apparently, we do. There's a massive shortage of, of drugs in hospitals right now, sure. um, cancer drugs and many other commonly used medications. Why? Because the, they're made in, the precursors are made in China. They are collectively shorting us to basically destroy us, to destroy our health. It's, ab- it's absolutely happening. How can you give our number one enemy in the, wor- in the world the, the, uh, the, the, the option, right? They have the option to send this stuff or not. 
Yeah. And forget about semiconductors. This is this is our health. Why are we giving them that option? That's a whole other discussion. But t- terrible that we're allowing that to happen. Trump would have nothing to do with this. Um, hey, um, speaking of Ukraine and uh, slush funds, <laughs> there's my segue. Nice segue. Um, one of our listeners wanted to know, hey, oh, yeah. if Trump was in office, w- didn't he hold up weapons? But then he was pressured to give them. Right. And he's one- also wondering if Trump, if Trump, people say, well, if Trump gets in, he's going to end the end the Ukraine-Russia conflict in, in a day. It might take a week. Right. <laughs> But basically, uh, he did uh, uh, send military aid to Ukraine. So the first part of it, but it was pennies. By pennies, I mean about $400 million, which is nothing. When you think of the billions and billions that have happened, you know, today. And of course, Ukraine was not in conflict with Russia directly when Trump was in office. Um, And he, you know, he did take credit for it. And it was it was such a small amount. But, you know. Donald Trump wrote a book called Art of the Deal. Right. He's the master at it. <laughs> yep. I am very confident if you take a look during his presidency, no, we did not start any new conflicts. I'm, yeah. I'm, I would, I would, you know, hey, nothing is certain in this world, but I think he would have a great chance to put these two people at the table, bargaining table. Hey, you're going to take this little region. You yep. guys are going to lay off here. Let's yep. get this done. Let's stop the mass killing. Totally. hundred percent. No, that's exactly, we've been talking about this for, yeah, for the better part of the, the whole Ukraine invasion. I think it's, it's absolutely true. He could definitely do it. Dave, I've got a couple of stories I want. And by the way, just on the note about uh, the email question in from one of our listeners, for folks out there, go to our website, www.rantandrave.us. You can email us, you can contact us on social media, send in your questions, your whatever, uh, let us know what you're thinking and we'll talk about it, you know, on the show, just like that one we just did. But Dave, there's like three stories here I want to share just super quick that for me kind of frame out where we are right now with this just just horrendous societal situation. And I mean horrendous. It's just it's worse than I've ever seen it, uh, at least in my time on this earth. So the three stories are basically, you'll recall these two uh, punks in Las Vegas who um, uh, ran over intentionally a former police chief in Las Vegas. They hit him from behind in a car for folks who have not heard this story. And it was done for sport. It was a sport killing. And uh, this is a a white police officer. The two uh, thugs are, uh, one's a Mexican uh, drug cartel, Hispanic type guy. The guy is a black dude, rap sheet as long as, uh, as my leg. And, um, and they basically they they think they don't they're not even remorseful. And the mother of one of these two came out and said, "Oh, the media is mistreating them. Oh, really? Oh, mistreating them. Yeah. Who was the who were the ones that actually rammed a police chief, former police chief, from behind on his? He was out for a but a, a ride in his neighborhood, just riding his bike. He has children. He was on his way home." And he's dead now, and his family is – so, Dave, that is one story thing I think just shows the messed up nature of society. On a related topic, um, Orange County DA Todd Spitzer came out. You know Gascon, obviously, the DA in L.A., very soft on crime DA, as you well know. That's your hometown. Yeah. So recently there was a L.A. County Sheriff's deputy who was uh, assassinated in Palmdale. Um, a thug came up from behind. The guy – the sheriff's deputy was parked in his car – at a light, the guy came up from behind and shot him in the back of the head, execution style. Um, the uh, the killer is a uh, again a, a Hispanic, uh, got here illegally, rap sheet a mile long. Uh, they did catch him. Um, surprised they did not take him out, but they did catch him. Um, the officer, um, you know, white guy, uh, family. 
uh, and now that guy's family and all those other people, everything's destroyed. And Gascon didn't even want to. He's not seeking the death penalty, Dave. So that's <clears throat> he's not seeking the death penalty. Why? Because there's a bill right now in California that says even if you get life without parole, you actually could get parole. And there's a bill right now in the legislature. So you think, oh, he'll be put away for life? No. no. This this bill will pass, and that dude will get out probably in about 15 years. So that is just, to me, again, another example of the horrendous... And I'll finish with one more, and then we can do some commentary. There's a small, this is a, you know, small story, but in the San Diego metro area, there was a woman in a town called Hemet, which is a bit of a kind of a drug-running area, basically. It's a little like Meth Alley in uh, uh, parts of Riverside. Um, there, was a, there was a lovely woman. She is a, a, a white woman, family, two kids, lives in an apartment. There were two crackheads outside their building smoking crack right outside their window. And the kids were trying to play outside on this small piece of grass and so forth. And she went out there and said, can you please, you know, move it along? Like basically get, get off my grass and move it along. She was stabbed to death. She was stabbed to death like 50 times by this pathetic purple haired creature, uh, who's now being held without bond and a million dollar, uh, bail or whatever. And she'll be charged with, she's charged with murder. But Dave, these stories to me just show and sometimes these go under the radar and people just sort of say, well, that's the way it is in America. No, that's not the way that this, this, we are at a horrendous tipping point right now where people think they can actually just, just do this stuff. Obviously there's going to be consequences for these people, varying degrees, but to me, it just shows you where we're at as a society. Yeah. We need RoboCop. <laughs> oh, dude. Good call. Right. Nice. Oh yeah. Um, Bring back no, RoboCop. Absolutely. No nonsense. This is the law. Have at yeah. it. Uh, yeah. It's a breakdown of society. Uh, those two cases are horrendous. We, you know, they've been in the news lately, at least in Los Angeles. Um, just terrible. And what's as, as a sad uh, add-on to that, and the re police reports, because they're getting lefty political pressure, they've been putting, uh, as as far as the uh, the assailants, they've been putting white Hispanics as their race. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that does to the to the yeah. to the skew. And the, the media and the media uh, uh, use a Photoshop and they lighten up their lighten their up skin, the skin color when they it's do print print stuff and what yeah. on the internet so that they don't look as dark yeah. as they really are. It's just ridiculous. It's so it make, stupid. It makes you sick. It uh, should not be a race uh, issue at all. I mean, it's, it should not be. I mean, but it's, they're they're making it that way basically. That's what, that's what they do. That's, that's what, what they, they do. do. Um, uh, speaking of things that they do, um, this 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 was a, a a headline that I was completely not shocked about. <laughs> hey, uh, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. A real oh, yeah. Yep. He's been, this a typical example, just like yep. uh, Sleepy Joe, he's been in politics his entire life from the yep. age of 20 on. Gee, I wonder if he's corrupt. Yeah, uh, he actually had been charged like six, seven years ago. Somehow we got off it. But uh, I don't know where federal prosecutors charged uh, Menendez and his wife with violating corruption and bribery charges. Yep. And this is right out of another bad movie of the week. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, like I said, not shocked. They're all corrupt. Yeah. The question is if they're dumb enough like him yeah. to get in cash. Yeah, this guy, this guy, they found cash stuffed in envelopes. They found gold bars. They found him Google. Uh, he was Google searching kilo of gold price. Um, <laughs> so he ha he did have to resign from his uh, chairmanship after the bribery indictment. Uh, what was it? Senate Foreign Relations Committee or whatever else. Right. But of course, I'm I'm innocent. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I yeah. think this is just re Republicans being nasty because they don't like that I'm trying to help the people um yeah, yeah. so yeah. uh 
you know, we'll we'll see how this plays out. But Bob, Bob, Bob Menendez is a total scum. And if you recall, Dave, back when Trump was running for office, just pre pre sixteen, he was a total jerk, and he was basically saying Trump's, you know, the one who's doing you know illegal things and so forth, and I'm so pristine and all the rest of it. And to your point, the entire time, the entire time he was on the take, the whole time. Of course, I mean, it's just it's just classic. Um, Dave, I'm going to end with, uh, I know you like animals, Dave, so I'm going to end with like a little animal story, which is going to get your back up though, unfortunately. So down here in San Diego, we have a very popular California beach in La Jolla. Uh, in La Jolla, you've probably heard of it, uh, La Jolla Cove. Uh, and it's, it's quite famous. Uh, parts of it are quite famous, uh, for the seals. The seals like to come there and they gather and they hang out and they rest and they get away from the great white sharks that are out there and so forth. Well, guess, guess what's happening? You're not going to believe this. So a popular California beach, they're closing it, Dave, until 2030. They're going to, they're going to close it for six years. Why? People were going down on the beach, leaving their garbage taking selfies with the seals. They were kicking the seals to get them to move. Dude, physically interacting with these like pretty wild, dangerous creatures. So the, so the city did the, obviously the right thing. They're like, okay, that's it. We're shutting it down. <laughs> no no more access. Dude, can you believe it? Like the, the people going to take selfies. It's like being in Yellowstone, taking selfies with the buffalo. You, you deserve to get gored. I guarantee these people don't go to church every Sunday. Hundred percent. It's just these are uh, there's a there's a whole level of uh, depravity out there. Totally. Um, no virtue, no morality. Um, Very and, good and point. Because of the, their idiot behavior, we have to pay for it. Um, hey, my last story. Um, British comedian Russell Brand. Oh yeah. So he he had been been a it's bunch been of deplatformed movies. or something, hasn't he? Or? Yeah, uh, but but you know he was actually a, a pretty uh, you know party boy is how I would call him uh, during his heyday you know ten years ago when he was you know he was a pretty well known guy, long hair. You maybe have seen him. So just over oh, the yeah. last few years, which is amazing, he has just his own investigations about the world and learning. He's become red pilled. Yes, and so on his on his podcast that are yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, he's got millions uh, of followers on millions YouTube. Millions of followers. Yeah. So. To, and out of nowhere, gee, I wonder why, because he, mm-hmm. just like Tucker Carlson, and he yep. spoke to him many times, yep. he has come out very strongly against the vax, very strongly against oppressive, tyrannical government. Yep. Don't trust the government. Question, yep. question, question. Oh, so oh, the left goes, you know what? We got to get this <clears throat> Russell Brand. We don't like yep. that he used to be one of us, and now he's, quote unquote, on the right. Yep. So uh, not only deplatform and cancel, so really in a very ridiculous way so youtube has just said we're out of here but they pulled him paramount yeah. plus streaming service has removed all of his uh, uh comedy specials yeah meanwhile we'll let anything that weinstein produced that total yeah. rapist uh, yeah dep- and polanski convicted they, their rapist stay yeah. up there yeah their stuff can stay up there so totally we wish uh, we wish russell well of course the, there's been no actual convictions yet there's no, no. crime no it's just they, they and there wasn't even an accusation they, yeah. they just took it down i mean because he was getting too powerful he was getting too pot it's just like tucker carlson same thing he was getting more powerful than the platform he was on so he left and he went to twitter and now he gets 10 and now he gets like 50 times as many views tucker's getting like hundreds of millions of views on his programs on twitter i I, I think Uh, he's going to get a good lawyer to fight all this nonsense and my last add to this his quote unquote uh, uh these sexual abuse claims all happened when he was part of the left by the way yeah, yeah. Well, that's what a, <laughs> Ten, what twelve a shot. years ago, when he was a, a person of the left. Yeah. Well, it's like it's just like yeah, exactly. And it's just like these things against uh, who's the guy, the uh, Sound of Freedom producer, right? I mean, whenever you start getting 
agitating the, the left over the target popular yeah. what's that director's name again dave who did that sound I'm of freedom very, I, I'm yeah he's yeah. so basically they're they're throwing sexual t- t- you know t- t- uh, charges against his it's the silly season to start we're 12 months away the sexual charge on the un, you know no consequence that's all started and get get buckle up folks because you're going to see a lot more of this Dave, great to see you this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in, checking us out our podcast. We appreciate it. Feel free to share it with all of your right-minded friends out there. And we're pretty much on every podcast platform uh, that's available. Uh, also on social media, uh, Getter, Gab, MeWe, Truth Social, Twitter, all of it. Uh, at Rant and Rave 1776 is where you will find us. And Dave, we will see you down the road on the right side.